Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's Tuesday the 29th of August. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I'm sorry for unplugging air traffic control. <laughs> Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review where we organise today's papers into a straight line, blow a whistle and make them compete for medals. Who will win gold in columnist lunacy? What about the sprint to the moral high ground? Or the passing of the baton in the who's responsible for migrants relay? I'll stop now. We're out mid-morning, usually every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but today it's Tuesday, just to remind you, because even news hounds snooze on a bank holiday Monday. Still, if you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast app, you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Grounded. Thousands of passengers stranded at home and abroad when UK's air traffic control system crashes. Suella of a show, Sunak's on holiday and Braverman has come up with a load of ideas while he's away. And not even a holy wafer, Padre. Kiss creep Louis Rubiales's mother says she's going on hunger strike in her local church until her son is exonerated. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we were thinking of going on hunger strike, but then we saw an almond croissant. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me on the show today is political commentator and cricket despairer. <laughs> That's a word, Rob. Rob Hutton. Hello, Rob. Hello. <laughs> also with us, in between intense preparations for her upcoming UK tour, comedian Ria Lena. Hello, Ria. Good morning. So what have we got on the front pages today? Rob, what do you have? It's all flight chaos. Uh, the Daily Mail's got flight fiasco to go on for days. The mm. Daily Telegraph uh, it's got a lovely picture of... I, I think Kiss Creep is the right way to describe him. Um, uh, it's got a lovely photograph of Luis Rubiales, but the headline is Chaos All Week as Air Traffic Control Fails. And the Times has got a photo. The, the, it's the thing you dread when you arrive at the airport of just... <laughs> seeing crowds of people and knowing that you're not going anywhere and neither are they. Thousands stranded in air traffic control chaos. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Ria, what do you have? I have The Guardian, which has a nod to the sexual assault uh, football chief story, plus the flight chaos, but it has a lovely big picture of Carnival, which just happened this weekend. Gorgeous Nine picture hell. there. But the big story on the front of The Guardian is rivers at risk as Gove rips up rules on new housing. Mm. Which is an environmental story. Again, they just don't care. 
just don't care about the water. And then on the front of the sun, it's holidays chaos. Get me out of there about the, the flight chaos that's been going on. And the star does not fail to deliver with some mamas do have them all about <laughs> um, Ruby Ellis's mom going to church and refusing to leave or eat. <laughs> OK, let's go to that story. So... Just over a week ago, there was much excitement about Spain's win in the Women's World Cup. It was great. But even then, in our show the next day, we mentioned the horrible behaviour of Luis Rubiales, who's the president of the Football Federation in Spain. After the match, during the celebrations, he grabbed his crotch when next to Queen Letizia, which just makes me feel revolting. He carried Spain's captain, Del Castillo, over his shoulder. And most controversially, he planted a kiss on the top goal scorer for Spain, Jenny Hermosa. He says he asked her if he could kiss her and she said yes. She said that didn't happen. She didn't consent. Since then, there's been a huge Ferrari and he has very loudly refused to resign. The disapproval has increased. All 81 players in the squad of Spain's women's football team have said they won't play if he remains. And many men's club clubs like Barcelona, Real Madrid and Valencia have come out in support of Hermosa. Belatedly, FIFA suspended him from his position for 90 days. That is a kind of, you know, recap. There's a couple of new twists to the tale, right? <laughs> his mum has got involved. Of course she has. <laughs> Protect her, her, her darling baby boy. Yes, she went to church this weekend and then decided that she would stay there and go on a hunger strike. So she's now in a church on a hunger strike. She claims that her son is the victim of a bloody witch hunt and calls his treatment inhumane. We're being inhumane to suspend him with pay for 90 days. I mean, who of us wouldn't mind being suspended with pay for 90 days? <laughs> oh, no, I can't work, but I still get the money. There's a oh, couple no. of lovely pictures of her. She's called Angeles Behar, and the church is the Divina Pastora Church in Motril. But in, in some of the papers, there's beautiful pictures of her. In a lo- I mean, I have to say... It's a great frock, <laughs> which is always important. Well, of course, she was wearing her Sunday best. She was wearing a Sunday best. It's a kind of lace frock in a kind of lemony lime colour. And she's basically sitting in there until that's it. You know, I, I think it's a really smart move because, you know, if you wanted to lose a couple kilos, wear your best dress that didn't quite fit, go to church, <laughs> don't eat for four days. You're going to come out looking fabulous. She is. But I do want, I mean, you know, churches are churches. I like when you're in a church, I quite often wonder where I'm going to go for a wee. The font. <gasps> no? Rhea, that's what? very, very bad. I wasn't raised religious. I mean, I, 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 think it's in, I think it's incredibly brave to do a hunger strike in a church because the only places I've ever, uh, the places I've been the most hungry is yeah. when I've gone to a service. Yes, of course. There is you no see, food other than the holy yeah. wafers, which are kind of locked up at the back. So you Coffee can't and biscuits them. if you're a Protestant. Yeah, yeah, afterwards. I'm yeah. going to the wrong services. <laughs> um, there's other kind of developments. So prosecutors at Spain's top criminal courts have launched a kind of preliminary investigation to see if they if the kiss, which he planted on Jenny Hermosa, could constitute sexual assault. If it did, she would have to bring the formal complaint. And I kind of think, if I was Jenny Hermosa, I mean, God, she's done enough. Do you know what I mean? She won the World Cup. <laughs> She's gone through all it's, this and it's since. a lot of pressure on her shoulders, isn't it? So that much. it has to be brought. I mean, I think what's crazy is that if you look into the background of Rubiales and how uh, allegedly corrupt mm. he is, that that everything could live or die off off of this kiss. 
Yes, it's kind of it's kind of amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's that it's it's all come down to this one moment. I mean, it's not completely amazing to me that a senior sporting official turns out to be quite dodgy and unpleasant, especially I, not in football. Sort I have to of, say. Well, you know, football athletic, it's, it's there. There is a there is a narrative of these people who most of us have never ever heard of, who turn out to be absolutely coining it in travelling the world, looking at stadiums and things, and and behaving. Yeah, and making deals with other countries yeah. and 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 getting more money. Yeah, it's it's very true. I mean, there is hope that this will become the kind of trigger for the Me Too movement in Spain, which kind of started and then stopped a, a couple of years ago. Say uh, acabo, which means it's enough. Jenny Hermosa issued a statement on online, and she finished it with that phrase, and it's now been printed like Sevilla, which is a you know an important uh, football team, printed it on the on the main and the men's teams tops at the week uh, the weekend, and lots of people have taken up this phrase. Mm-hmm. Iniesta, who's, who scored the winning goal for Spain's other World Cup victory in the mm-hmm. men's, he's released a statement criticizing Rubiali. So it does seem that there's a kind of movement against it. No, I mean, one hopes so. It's funny. I remember watching the, the f- final and going and, and I wanted England to win, but I wanted England to win because I thought that that would have more political effect and and make, <laughs> and make more progress. I thought if the English w- women's teams win, then we can make some you know progress, which needs to be made both in the sport and just generally, uh, you know, with with women's sports generally and, and, and attitudes towards women. So it, it's horrendous that this is happening. But at the same time, I'm pleased that we're able to dig some of this up and that it's it's coming out because as you know, it starts with this kiss. But as you dig deeper and deeper and you see how much money they use on on parties and and everything else and how they keep their friends in and make deals with Saudi Arabia for for super cups and and the rest of it you go good this needs to be this needs to be turned over and aired so yeah. at least that's happening. But I do feel sorry for Jenny Hermosa because yeah, this is a lot of weight on her shoulders. It really is. There's an interesting article in The Telegraph, isn't there, yeah. Rob, I think, which explains a kind of context. We, yeah, no, it's a fantastic sort of long right through of this is how Spain is at the moment. Astonishingly, under the fascist dictator Franco, <laughs> Spain is not a massively progressive place. <laughs> Um, for women, and, we're having a bit of a dodgy and, time. And we actually sort of forget that the, at the end of World War II, we, we, we left one fascist in place, um, which was Franco, and he stays there until the late 70s. And so Spain sort of stays frozen politically while there's women's liberation is happening everywhere else. 75, wasn't it, Franco? Um, and, and then sort of after he went, there's there's the, you start to get progress and then there's a backlash. And then there's a sort of the wave that we're in at the moment is... That there was a whole, there has been a whole load of sort of progress on. I mean, it's just really basic stuff like what is rape mm. and that kind of thing. And uh, and as a result of all of that progress, and there there is then the sort of the backlash that always comes with that, where people say, "Well, just hang, hang on a second. Um, so Spain is in the midst of this kind of grumpy older people saying. You know, it's a backlash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that which always happens when there is progress. I mean, so Spain has now some of the most progressive gender laws in Europe. They did a kind of gender equality index, the EU, in 2022, and it was ranked six, which is pretty high. It's got some progressive laws on kind of menstruation leave. It's 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 pretty it's doing pretty well. But the, a lot of this kind of was kicked off in the 2000s when Zapatero was prime minister, who was kind of left wing. Um, 
But <laughs> and they've just had an election as well. I think it's important to contextualize yeah. this. They've just had an election where they didn't have a clear majority. So now yeah. we've got a, a push me pull co- you. Yeah, it's, mm. they've got a coalition government coming in because these laws come in with with the progressive left when they're in power, and then everything, and then you get backlash when you've got the right coming in, and now we're in this quasi land of of well, what, who's going to win? Yes, they did. They, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I do think that some of these surveys are kind of don't really mean anything, but they're kind of a snapshot. And there was an, another survey where they asked people in different countries, men are being expected to do too much to support equality. Who agrees with this? And they did a kind of survey around that. And Spain came very high. It came sixth. So just after the UAE and Saudi Arabia saying poor old men, they're being expected to do too much. And that was the highest score in Europe. So it is definitely a backlash. You've got these progressive laws. Women are really pushing forward. And certain people, perhaps understandably, because they're having power taken away from them and they might have to do a bit of housework, are kind of going, we don't like it. And that's the context. I think the mistake was was doing the survey before dinner. (laughs) (laughs) now airport chaos is all over most of the papers with the story of the network-wide failure of the uk's air traffic control system yesterday one of the busiest travel days in the year a fault at the National Air Traffic Services meant the controllers had to manually process fight flight plans. So, like, make notes and then issue them out, which sounds really difficult, between 11am and 3pm. At least 500 flights were grounded and cancelled. Low, I mean, you know, 78% of flights at Heathrow, 74% at Gatwick were delayed. I mean, uh, you know, chaos is the right word. And the papers have covered this, Rob, haven't they, with... What? Lots of pictures of sad British it's, people. You, I, I mean, basically, this is the. There's, all the papers should come with a trigger warning for anyone who's ever flown anywhere on holiday. Because it, uh, my my basic feeling about I like being on holiday. I hate going on holiday, and I hate getting back from holiday. And the holiday has to be sufficiently good to offset the sheer hell of the day that you spend getting from where you were to back to where you are. I, I hate. I mean. Yeah. I, and uh, this is very triggering for you, then. Yes, no, it's all absolutely awful. Good. It's just, it's just pictures of pictures of pictures of chaos, pictures of people lying on lying on airport floors, pictures. Of, I mean, I've, I've I've slept at airports. I yeah, um, it's not nice. And and pictures of the beer running out. Uh, lots of anic- <gasps> no. I know. I mean, lots- that's not a holiday, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but we've had so many strikes and things over the last year. I feel a nerd to it now. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, maybe. So you, to it. so you just carry like a backpack with everything you've ever needed. Oh in no, your I back. just mean looking at yeah, <laughs> an emergency tent. Pack. No, I mean I'm just. I feel like I'm like. I feel like it's become the norm for airports to be chaotic and for flights to be delayed. I don't think I've any See, flights I, I've done. Fi- I don't think fi- anyone has been on time for 15 years of my life. Almost all of my air travel was done with the prime minister, where you get, you get you go through oh, a separate this terminal. Is what, oh, now. Understand, and, and you just you just get you you go through a separate terminal. You you're handed a drink as you get on the plane. It's all incredibly fast, wow. and it's all it's all brilliant. It's like a flank scenario. It's all, mo- it's all, it's all motorcades, and then suddenly you're back to 
you literally the the first I, about it, halfway through this, I went. I I flew abroad with my wife, and the moment the the air the airplane's wheels touched down, I stood up because that's what I was used to doing. And my wife had to sort of wrestle me down. <laughs> so, because, because that's not what we do. That's not what we do yes. on on normal planes. On normal planes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I have to stay say. seated till the light goes off. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I am doing a tiny violin for you now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I know. I understand, but it just it just completely ruins you for normal life very true I mean this it's funny because if you obviously this all these stories are online as well and if you look at a lot of the readers comments under kind of the line they're basically saying suck it up so there's a story in the mail about a woman who said that she she couldn't get her heart medication because she put it in her check-in baggage and then it was lost. Oh, and yeah, I know, exactly. You never put your medication in your check-in luggage. I know, exactly. And, but also, or one... your cables. <laughs> I know, anything like that. But also there was a classic comment under this <laughs> which said, she put her medication in her luggage, I put mine up my bum. <laughs> Okay, anybody who doesn't travel much. So, are those the choices? Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't go through security for a game of hide and seek. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also a classic headline in the mail, which is "Did blunder by French airlines." Yeah, air traffic meltdown. It's, it's always, all the French. It's always the French. Either the French air traffic controllers or the French airlines. Yeah. So it's this a story. They're basically following up on a story in the Times. And and the and Nats wouldn't comment, but basically what they said was that they filled <laughs> the French some French guy filled in um, a travel plan badly and filed it badly, and this uh, moth. That, yeah, but also this then supposedly caused the UK's entire flight control system to collapse in the worst outage for a decade, which I does make you think, what? What? Yeah, I, no, it really does highlight that the system needs work. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, if it, if it's not French proof. Yeah, I mean, really. I you just, know, re relook at the system. Don't look at the French. Yeah. I just want to point out there's also one more very unusual small story in the mail. Another the mail. one in the mail, which is great. But there's a, it's a very small but unusual story of a family who'd booked a £27,000 private jet to go to the south of France for a daughter's birthday. And that was cancelled, obviously. Da let's be clear. Daughter's eighth birthday. <laughs> Not, Whoa. oh, you've just turned 16. Congratulations on your exam results. Eighth birthday eighth birthday but the thing I really like about that which is the correct response if you're incredibly rich they just shrugged their shoulders and said huh we'll go to London instead and then I thought you're not going on the train are you we know you're not going on the train <laughs> not flying then <laughs> no they'll, they'll helicopter in won't they yeah you really will isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all to feel the best you've ever felt then maybe you should check out Aruba You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. 
Now, here at Papercuts, headlines make us happy. The punny, the funny, the neat, the nasty, we love them all, as long as they make their points while making us laugh. And there were some excellent entries for Friday's Fix the Headlines competition. We gave you a punchy little story from The Sun, which was engineers using a robotic camera to check a rainwater sewer spotted a duck waddling about in the pipe in Bristol. The Sun's headline attempt was foul blockage, F-O-W-L, which was OK, but we knew you could do better, and you did. On threads, Kewa Jodo came up with water bills down, and Wuwa gave us Donald Stuck, which isn't bad. <laughs> On X, Stephen Bowden suggested quacked pipe, which I quite like. Uh, Alka Miller-Mollis offered mucky puddle duck, quite sweet. And Ben V, the slightly horrible Poo King Duck, anyone? Mm. But the winner with the short but entirely appropriate Toilet Duck was <laughs> Ian Mason. Hooray. Hooray! Congratulations to Ian. Send us your address and size and we'll whiz a Papercuts t-shirt to you so you can strut about in it to the envy of all your friends. But what about the real headlines today? Are they any better than Ian's? So, Rob, what do you have? I have the star. Um, it, it's uh, It's take on the um, travel chaos is Foxtrot Oscar Air Traffic Control. Yeah, man. <laughs> Give it to him. Um, and on the inside, we've got the heartwarming story of um, a village that is taking in unwanted garden ornaments and revamping them and giving them a new life. And the headline is No Malone. Ah, uh, but oh, they should be No No Malone. Surely. No, 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 no left behind. Exactly. No, yes. I think they should do some work. Ria, what do you have? I've got in the sun. So on the front page is a picture of Margot Robbie on holiday with her husband. Um, so they're having a little smooch in the water. And that headline is Margot Snoggy. Nice. That's and quite then, sweet. And when we go inside, because we couldn't just have one picture of her in her, in her bathing suit, of course. Uh, there's, there's a full spread on page seven. And that headline is Summer Dollar Day. Nice. Mm. Okay. And then I also have, and I have, I think this is my favorite of the week. Um, you know that the Met Police is Britain's largest police force. Turns out they're also the biggest police force, ordering 5,199 trousers with waists of 40 inches or more wow. last year. And that headline is Blobbies on the Beat. Wow. That is big, man. That's quite that big. Is big. <laughs> that is, yeah. They need to do quite a lot of running, don't they, after criminals to keep that one going? Well, they're we'll, not. We'll, we'll they? get to that. Clearly we'll get aren't. to that question. Yeah, we will. We, we will. Okay. Now, it's time to drag ourselves from the front page baggage reclaim and the back page sordid sex slobbering and seek out the political stories. I know you want them. Mm. In this bank holiday week of no actual politics, because the MPs are still on holiday and perhaps never coming back now due to air palavers, we're going to do a quick run through of the political stories that are popping up and um, I'll run through them and you can tell me what they're actually about. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, first up, sorry about this, is ULES. Okay, so today is ULES Day. Shall we have a little bit of a cheer? Woo -woo. Uh... <laughs> um, this today is when ULES comes into effect in London. It stretches out all the way to the North and South Circular and affects a lot more people. What are the papers doing about it, Rob? It's sort of as almost as bored by it as the rest of us, except for the mail, which is outraged. 
um, of course, and has given it a spread on whether it, whether it actually really works, whether it's whether it's really healthy, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um, I mean, is this still... Khan's one billion blitz on drivers. Yeah, I mean, is this still a political story, do we think? We're going to find out. This is actually, this is the moment of truth, because the, the mayor's office has always argued, do you know what? Um, once this comes in, you're going to find that most people aren't affected and it will be a damp squib and because uh, it, it doesn't affect most cars and those cars will get replaced and it will all be fine. And people adapt. Yeah. And yeah. so so the, sort of the... Because they partly, you know, obviously the, it, it was blamed for Labour not winning Uxbridge, but maybe lots of people in Uxbridge thought they were going to be affected but actually weren't going to be affected. That's the argument. So now we find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's also a massively exciting um, row between London councils, Tory-run London councils and Tory councils that border um, London, which is almost all of them, I think, and uh, the mayor's authority about putting up signs and things. And there are, in fact, I boringly live in one of the places that's affected by this, and I continue not to have had a single piece of information or have seen a single sign about ULES coming in until this morning as I was walking through Islington. And is that the choice live. of, not to be uh, uh, stupid about that, but is that the choice of the Tory councils to not publicise it? Apparently, yes. There's a there's a row about whether this is legal, they've been going to court, whether the signs are legal. It's, I, I mean, this is so tedious, Rhonda, how much this... I mean, I, it, it's tedious but important, but tedious. Well, it, that's what blows my mind, is that they're arguing about putting up signs to let people know that they're entering the zone, not about whether the cameras can be installed to charge drivers for driving into the zone. So today, just you're going to have to be extra careful. I don't know if the apps, because you know how a lot of apps will tell you when there's a speed camera? Uh, I'm wondering if the apps have updated, because that might be your only hope as a driver to know if you're going to get charged. Basically, if you're turning left off the M20, if you're you're (laughs) turning in from the M25, you're going to get, if you're in the wrong kind of car, you're going to get charged, I think. It's true. Okay, this is my next political story. Are you ready? Okay. Suella Braverman. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you're reacting like this, Ria. Uh, just, I mean, every time she speaks. You know well, what she's I mean? speaking a lot, so I'm going to summarise. Are you ready? Okay. okay. She has, this is a Guardian story, she has instructed the police to pursue all reasonable crime leads. However, the uh, National Police Chief's Council Chief Constable... Gavin Stevens has that so she issued this kind of idea. Why don't you just pursue all reasonable crime leads? And he came back and said, for, he wrote an open letter to her saying, for decades, police forces have had a duty to pursue all reasonable leads of an alleged crime. But basically says that the squeeze on police funding, along with rising crime, means that this is impossible. She's also decided she wants to put electronic tags on migrants. That's another story. What is she actually up to, Rob? What she's actually doing is positioning herself to replace Rishi Sunak. There's so, so much. I mean, you've been in government for 13 years and your big announcement is the police are now going to attempt to solve crimes. I, that's it, That's not... Guys! Which, by the way, has you gone know, up since you've been in power. Yeah, Just a small thing. That's not, that's not good. And, I mean, it is, it, is, it is. she is right. She is right that, essentially, bicycle theft, muggings have all been decriminalised. In, in any meaningful sense, if you nick someone's bicycle, you're probably not going to you're not I'm, going to be chased. I'm going to one up you on that. Uh, we got robbed uh, back in January by someone who was squatting in the empty building next door, 
And by the time the police came, they were still there. So they were able to have a whole long chit chat with them. And they came back to us and said, yeah, it's going to be really hard to prove that they actually took your stuff, even though over the course of 10 hours, they returned most of our stuff. Whoa. <laughs> I, That's that where we're at I've with fighting. Yeah, petty yeah, you crime. know, and, and this whole thing where my That's phone's, my phone's been stolen, them. but I can tell you where it is. Maybe if you go around there, there'll be some other stolen phones. Maybe this, maybe, yes. you know, they just won't do it. And it's, yeah. it, it, it is absolutely maddening and insane. But guys, you're, you've been in charge. Yeah, you know, and but anyway, so what Suella's doing is she is uh, she there is the the expectation now is that that Rishi Sunak is going to lose the election. Probably they're not going to chuck Rishi overboard before then, but after that, there's going to be an almighty bun fight about who gets to be uh, leader, and <laughs> she is. Um, she is positioning herself to be the sort of the standard bearer. It's, it's, it looks like a vote grab, doesn't it? That she's gone, ooh, who would vote for me? All the people who have been stolen from. Have well, they, and yeah. so maybe I think they'll her, vote. her argument will be the Home Office was a mess. I've only just got here. Um, but this is but this is a whole Tory argument. Everything is, um, oh, goodness me, have you seen the state of this place? <laughs> It's, um, I, I just don't understand her logic. If you want to win and you need more votes, then give the immigrants the right to vote. They'll vote for you. Don't tag them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Just, you uh, let them in. Let them in. And suddenly they'll be like, they'll be so grateful, Suella. Um, okay, we've got um, another uh, uh, political story. This is about Michael Gove, who appears to have decided that he loves a river of effluent more than he loves a river of water, at least when it comes to housing. It's on the front page of The Guardian. So, it Ria, is. what's going on here? So, uh, there is an EU law that talks about nutrient neutrality, which means that when you're building or, or doing a number of industrial things, you cannot add or subtract to the, the local surround with your waste. Essentially, and it's and apparently these regulations have been so strict. Major developers have been unable to build all of the new homes that we need, uh, and now this government has gone. Well, the rivers are they're so dirty anyway. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna notice. Add a little more, and you know, and also they're like it's technically nutrients. They're nutrients, um, and this comes from this comes from the EU, where there's a huge battle actually going on right now in the Netherlands, where the nitrogen content in the soil there is so high that the government has said to the farmers there, and of course, the Netherlands is one of the largest exporters of of agriculture products in the world has said, yeah, you can't do that anymore. And but they haven't offered is... any help. They've just gone, there's too much nitrogen in the soil. You need to stop because Netherlands are very, generally very green, very green-minded. Mm. Um, and so this, but the backlash from that, as we were talking about backlash, the backlash in the Netherlands has been that the farmers going, well, if we can't farm, we're going to get political. They've created their own political party and they've been, they've voted into a few seats recently. Oh. So that's been the backlash there. But here in the, here in the UK, they're saying, listen, we need to build houses so do what you got to do and they've loosened it, I mean it does seem I mean you know as a you know I'm not a general uh, conservative supporter I have a slight spot for Michael Gove mostly because of his mad dancing but he does tend to get certain things done and I'm a bit disappointed about the idea that he that he wants to basically pollute our rivers a little bit more I think he would say that that, that this I mean this is, he would he would say I think they they do say this is not a helpful regulation. This is not a meaning. This is not a regulation that is meaningfully protecting our rivers. This has got nothing to do with the the other ways the 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 the, the sewage in the rivers, the Fergal Snarky stuff. 
um, this is a this is a silly bit of regulation and it's stopping us building houses. And do you not also want us to build houses? People who go on podcasts and people who listen to podcasts are always banging on about why we want to build houses. Now we want to build one and you're complaining about that. I think that would be the Tory defence. But unfortunately for them, then all, all kind of, you know, anyone who's involved in green works is saying, well, this is a terrible, terrible thing. So, you know, as somebody, you know, somebody like me is going to read this and think this is awful. It's a pr- it, and they're not trusted. It's, yeah, they're, they're, and and it isn't problem. just about when they build the house. It's also about once you've got, a, you know, a housing estate on what was otherwise brown or green land, all of those houses are going to contribute to the waste system as well. So it yeah. is it is about the long term effects of those projects. Housing is very difficult, isn't it? <laughs> Um, okay, and my fourth political story. Are you ready? Wow, so much has happened on the August bank holiday. I know. It really is like a case of like Rishi Sunak's away, isn't it? <laughs> he's away I think technically, I think he might dispute that he's away. I, yeah. I think there are oh, photographs well, of him not, not being away. Oh, is he no, around? He, he, was, he was up in Yorkshire. You know, That's, he's been or... sitting in his chair the whole time, but it's turned to the window and you can't see him in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, is a, this one is about Nadine Doris. Has she really gone? She this... has. She has. <laughs> she has taken... I was explaining to Rhea earlier and I, I felt like I was... Having a stroke. Um, <laughs> that wasn't because of me. No, no, no it's no, just because, the look on your face. Story. Yeah. She has taken the role of steward and bailiff of the hundreds of Chilton. Three hundreds. Three, three the three hundreds of Chilton, which is the way that you what you have to do when you want to leave Parliament. Um, so I she's, want to do that <laughs> uh, because it's, 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 that's what happens when you re- finally resign from Parliament. Um, and she's written a marvellous letter. Technically, it says, Dear Prime Minister, it's not actually clear that it was sent to um, Rishi Sunak. It was sort of sent to the mail on Sunday. Um, it is just under 1,800 words long. Some suspicion she is being paid by the word. I think it's her best work. Can I be honest? I am not a fan. I have never been a fan, but I read that letter and I went, where was this, Nadine Dorries, all the time that you had the opportunity? Yeah, she's very good at kind of vengefulness, isn't she? That's her ideal. That's her best best mode is attacking the Tories. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Brilliantly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, actually, there's a really good um, piece by Paul Goodman, who's the editor of uh, Conservative Home, which is in Conservative Home and also reprinted in The Times today, I saw, saying basically she's living in a fantasy land. Her, Her argument that everything in Britain was fine until... Uh, Liz Truss was ejected last October. Um, no. is, uh, is 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 sort of does not stand up to very uh, much scrutiny. No, that's <laughs> eye-wateringly wrong, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, no, and it's worrying because she's writing a book, and you go, "What a fantasy novel? What are we talking?" <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Good news, your favourite history nerds are back. Yes, we at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well, I have, John. You mostly went round finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned, from the revolting French to some revolting women. Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman. So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell and me Angela Barnes wherever you get your podcasts and that's the end of today's paper cuts thanks to Rob thank you and thanks to Ria thanks thanks for listening and don't forget to follow paper cuts on your favourite podcast app 
If you really like us, then leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and a full fat yummy, yummy review. You can also follow us on X and Instagram at Papercut Show. Links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Papercuts on a day when the Daily Mail revealed that NASA found alien life on Mars nearly 50 years ago, but then killed it by mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. See you next time. Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Ria Lena and Rob Hutton. The group editor was Andrew Harrison. The managing editor of news was Jacob Jarvis. Production support was from Adam Wright and the producer was Sophie Black. The music was composed by Simon Williams and the executive producer was Martin Boytosh. <laughs>